bitch. Be ready in this bitch. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Hi. Hey. Hello. I'm Ash. I'm Liz. And I'm still Katie. And welcome back to another episode of Always the Last to Know. Um, Thank you for joining us. Uh, We're so grateful that you're here in this time of craziness. Um, Yeah. You know, pure panic. (laughs) (laughs) We hope that everyone's doing okay in quarantine. If you're sick, we hope you get better soon. Thank you to everyone who is doing everything that they can on the front lines. Um, But we're here to entertain you. So yes, entertain and educate. Um, so we did our out of our minds episode um, about art forgery because that shit is so fascinating. Um, and then um, awesome listener Patrick um, asked mm-hmm. if or no, and then I posted something about art theft on yes. our Instagram. And then because he, of COVID nineteen, right? Yes um and then he commented on it and like basically was like please tell me this is going to be an episode so um we are- <laughs> and patrick our lovely listener patrick is liz's brother yes. what, what? hey patrick boop, 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 boop. thank hey. you for listening and we love you um so Hi, this <laughs> <laughs> so uh this is an art theft episode for patrick um so yeah, a Van Gogh episode that was on loan to a museum outside of Amsterdam was broken into at three in the morning, um, and they just straight up stole that painting. Um, which, at first, when I first read that, I was like, oh, like that would make sense that they have to wait until the museums are abandoned. Um, and then as I did my research, <clears throat> oh my god, are People are so bold with their art theft. It's absolutely incredible. Um, I feel like this is pretty bold because I feel like, you know, the movies, as like we always talk about our life referencing the movies, the movies that I've seen stealing art, it's always like the climbing on these glass windows for like half a mile and then like scaling down and somehow lasering in through the glass above window and <laughs> yes like <laughs> you know and I'm like okay is this how like what really happens <laughs> like how do they actually do it how is this executed I will say I wish that there were more lasers involved <laughs> not any <laughs> not too. I unfortunately none of my cases involve lasers that yeah I know of I guess is people can dream, right? Yeah. Um, So there are a bunch of different types of theft and like lost art is like kind of how all of this gets described. It doesn't necessarily just mean stolen. It can also mean like damaged, like, you know, someone messes it up or the whereabouts are unknown or anything like that. Um, So you'll see instances of, like, museums, like, purposely, like, graffiti being destroyed, fires, natural disasters, things like that. So a lot of that got talked about, and that brought up a lot of tragic cases. But we're not talking about things like that. What I want to open with is what I think is the coolest fucking thing that I found in my research. And it doesn't 
technically include art theft, but it does really highlight one of the biggest things that people, one of the biggest reasons that people stole art, which is like destroying another culture. You know, like people in history were fucking up other people, other cultures art because they wanted to kind of stop that storyline and be like, nah, man, like we're fucking victorious. Drop all this art about them being dope. Paint new pictures of us being awesome. Um, so we're going to go way back then to 1505 in Florence, Italy. The Palazzo, also, I didn't look up how to say any of these words. <laughs> I, go, I go to a lot of different countries, so I am so fucking sorry. Um, so the Palazzo Vecchio in Florence It's apparently the largest political hall in Italy. In 1505, uh, people get commissioned by Niccolo Machiavelli. And I don't know what you guys know about Italian history. but That sounds so familiar for some reason, but I don't know why. It's like a super... Machiavelli. (laughs) (laughs) Historically speaking, there's like a feud between... The Machiavelli family and where is the name? It starts with another M. Fuck, did I not write this down? I want to say it's like the Medici family. Um, So they are kind of like going back and forth between control of Italy. Uh, Like all throughout the 1500s and like, I don't know. I don't know a lot about Italian history. I just know about this. So Leonardo da Vinci gets commissioned to paint the ceiling of this building by um, someone in between, like a middleman between him and Nikki, Niccolo Machiavelli. He had one side and then his like art rival, fellow Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle is what it says in my notes. Michelangelo was doing the wall opposite to him. Okay. This is the only time they've ever, ever, ever worked together. And we're talking about two of the greatest artists of all time in the Italian Renaissance working together in one building. Um, it was like 20 feet up. So Leonardo da Vinci had to invent crazy scaffolding ways to get up there to paint this. And what he ended up painting was known as the Battle of Angihari. And it's that very famous painting with the horses mm-hmm. and the men fight. Yeah, you, you're making a look like you know exactly what I'm talking about. I know. Okay, I'm, I either learned this in college or we learned this in art class. At our high school. Yeah. <laughs> this, this was partially part of it. So the creation of it it's, you know, everyone talked about it. We know what it looks like. We have, yeah. we have images of it, yeah. but it mm-hmm. disappeared from history. Like, completely disappeared. has never been seen by modern eyes in yeah. real life. Okay. So, um, he's painting it. He's painting with Michelangelo. Michelangelo doesn't finish his side. Um, flash forward a couple decades. That Republic... Um, the Machiavelli Republic is overthrown. 
and a new artist is hired to come in, Giorgio Vasari, in order to come in and reconstruct the building and paint over everything, like <gasps> cover this thing, depicting the other Republic being awesome and the gods of war, paint over our, cover it with our victory. Oh and God. Vasari is like, but I low-key like really love this painting. So he built because he's a true artist. Because he's a true artist, and it is. It is. This painting is regarded as Leonardo da Vinci's greatest painting, greater than the Mona Lisa. Like this is supposed to be his like, his thing. So he built a fake wall over it, and then painted his thing. (gasps) And in a green flag in the corner, in Latin, it says. And I don't have the Latin words written down because I couldn't pronounce it, but it says, seek and ye shall find. As a clue, like, yo, behind this painting is a fucking remarkable piece of art. And it's probably so well preserved still. So they drilled a hole in the painting and did a bunch of testing and they got samples and it tested for the same sort of paints and same kind of pigments and stuff that Leonardo da Vinci was using. But in order to get to it, we would have to destroy this other now also remarkable piece of art. There's no way that... So there's no... And there's also no way to guarantee that getting to this painting wouldn't... Like, to get to it, it wouldn't destroy it in the process. Yeah. What? You couldn't, like, cut up sections and then re-put it together somewhere else? (laughs) But who knows after how long, how much this painting has morphed to this fake wall. And that's true. true. But like, what a fucking mystery. There's a painting under a painting and a clue in Latin. Uh, That's amazing. Are you I want to see it. (laughs) Open that shit. But that is like, I wanted to open with that because that's like a really big example of how a lot of art got destroyed and how a lot of art why it was stolen and why art was kind of taken out of the general public is there were a lot of cultures throughout history that wanted to kind of silence other cultures do you do do you guys watch drunk history yes okay because this what is this well so on drunk history people get drunk and that like uh like comedians and stuff get drunk and then they tell uh, a piece of history about a historical figure or something like that and the there are <laughs> there are people <laughs> I can only imagine who act out the story and they have to move their mouths to the person who's narrating who's drunk so it's very very funny but yeah. what Katie just told us about reminded me of one of the episodes I would love to remember the name of this badass woman but she, during like the Nazi regime and everything, um, snitched on the Nazis who were stealing art and destroying art from museums um, in Europe. And it was amazing. She was amazing. But they were stealing the art and then destroying it because it wasn't, uh, you know, what their, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, it didn't line up with their beliefs so I actually have a whole section on there were there was a whole group of people and a whole group of uh, various groups created by the Nazis to go around and steal shit for decades 
and that woman was a badass. The amount of art that's taken is out of control, and it's such a way of suppressing other cultures. Yeah. That's fucking sickening. Um, and of course, not everyone steals art to suppress other cultures. Um, so they kind of, there's a way that the group of people who study and like capture these people break down who steals art and why. And they have it broken down in appreciation, war, like war times, times of chaos, chaos. and then people who are like going for money. Um, so the people who have stolen art for their appreciation aspect, that's fucking, okay. In 1912, there is an Italian worker of the Louvre who stole the Mona Lisa. Wow. What a thing to steal. What a fucking thing to steal. It is pretty small, though. It's, it's tiny. It'd be easy to person. It, and like 1912, are you joking? It'd be easy to steal that shit then. Um, but he said that he wanted to return the painting to its home country. That it didn't belong in France, and it belonged in Italy, and he wanted to return it. Which is totally fair. Except he was caught two years later trying to sell the painting. Ah. So now... Just crazy conspiracy. Yeah, what if that's not the real Mona Lisa? What if he copied it? And they just, like, got it back in 1912 and, like, yeah, this seems legit. What the fuck do they know in 1912? Have they taken it out since then and tested it? I wonder. That would be crazy. Oh, my God. And I literally said in the last episode, like, I want to find out that the Mona Lisa is not real. (laughs) Probably not. I would. And this, there, it's possible. Yeah. How, how, uh, I can't remember what the number you said was, but, like, there's a huge portion of art that is fake. That yeah, is a, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, 25? 25% of any art, of all art in all museums, both storage and on the... Uh, on display? On display okay. is forgery and um i was listening to an episode of wine and crime because they did an episode about art theft which kind of jumped off a lot of my research points um on a lot of things um but they covered this one guy in china who was a who was very prominent in forgery and uh, when he got caught he said that well in my defense like when i got there on my first day i saw a ton of forgeries hung up so I just sort of assumed it was okay. And then every once in a while, like, he would put a forgery, he would replace a real one with a forgery, and then, like, a few weeks or, you know, time would pass, and he would come back, and then there would be a new forgery there. Someone would replace his forgery with a new forgery. What? Like, that's how frequently it was happening. I'll find the case, and I'll post it on our Instagram. But, like, the art world is fucking... That's insane. This shit's out of control. It's amazing. So who's making all the money, really? Wow, my mind is fucking blown right now. Yeah. Um. So how much of the art at the Louvre is fake. <laughs> so Liz asks, "Who's making the money?" I can go there, or I can go into the Nazis taking all of the art. Which way do we want to go? 
can we do who's making all the money first and then go into the Nazis? Yes. Okay. So there are very few people who have been successfully able to steal art and then sell it unless you're selling it on the black market. The most, gotcha. uh, the most uh, lucrative form of art theft is going to be stealing artifacts in other countries and selling those. Um, okay. Like, sorry, question. Like things that people would find on like an archaeological dig or something? Yes. Okay. Exactly that. So most people who are making money off of this are people who are doing it under like the fake guise of like quote unquote culture or respect. Who are like opening up their own private collections or um you know taking things and selling it on the black market for private collections and things like that so it's really up to like most countries and most states to set their own specific laws in place in order to try and ensure that like any historical items that are found in their area end up in the correct hands that being said like when you're walking around in the fucking woods and you find an arrowhead, do you guys know what you're supposed to do with it? Nope. Um, keep it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I actually, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're supposed to keep it. Uh, I've either heard keep it or you leave it like where you found it. Because I've heard sometimes like if you keep it, it is kind of bad luck. But um, I've kept a few in my lifetime. Yeah, I'm totally going to edit that out because technically speaking, that's a federal crime. You're supposed to turn those bad boys into your government and or nearest, not like Indian reservation, Native American reservation. Well, I oh, mean, really? I didn't know that. It yes, was you in... didn't know that. I was a child. I didn't know it. Yeah, no, they don't, they don't make that shit known. I was you know, in North it, Carolina, so I don't know what was in the woods. Like, I don't even know if it was like before, you know... So Oregon, I think. So any items of cultural significance are supposed to end up in the hands of the government and or whatever people they belong to in order so they can get to the correct culture. So let's say, for example, you stumble upon a bunch of dope statues that are buried. You're supposed to turn that into the government so that, let's say, those statues were stolen and buried. Those can get back to who they belong to. Wow. Or if you have found, yeah, or if you've, like, found arrowheads that they can then be identified as to which culture they belong to and returned because of what they represent and the cultures that need those artifacts in order to preserve their history. That makes sense. So most true archaeologists, damn, Katie, uh, want these laws to exist in order per- to preserve historical records and truths, as well as cultural relics and their individual importance to the people of its original culture. There are a bunch of people, like treasure hunters and shit, who do not want that to be a thing. They want to be able to go out and sort of do a finder's keepers yeah. kind of aspect. Okay. Um, the biggest issue of this is maritime looting. Because you, what do you, you can't set up guards at at shipwrecks, so a lot of times shipwrecks and things will be reported to be found, and looters in mass go out in the middle of the night and try and pick up 
whatever has not been picked up in the first thing. Um, so there was actually an instance in Israel where someone found a 2,500 year old statue of Apollo and they grabbed that motherfucker and put it on the boat and put that shit in their house. Wow. And they just like had it in their house for a little while. But then word got around and the police came and took it and promised to pay whatever portion of how much it was worth. And it ended up being worth $350 million. He never got any money because the statue just then suddenly had disappeared from evidence. What? Because it's not just thieves who can loot art. Oh my god. Of course god. not. That's why would you call I would be- government? Yeah. What, what the, the fuck, fuck is that? Dude, honestly God. Fuck shit. Personally, I'd call I'd call a museum. That's right? who I like would that call was, first. That's my first. Also, I'm sorry, but if the police took it and then they lost it while it was in their custody, I'm sorry, but you're still paying me that money because you um, took it from me. Not my fault of missing. Lost. Lost it in air quotes, sold that shit and pocketed it and probably fucking ran. Um, religious sites are often the center of looting. Um, so there's the 12 caves of Quran, Qumran, which are where the now famous Dead Sea Scrolls are. So those are like those small fragments of over 900 manuscripts that include some of the earliest copies of the Hebrew Bible. So once those were discovered, shortly after, in 1947, looters came like crazy. And in honesty, a majority of these looters found those scrolls not archaeologists so a bunch of those were sold on the black market again in the late 2000s there was sort of a report of another instance of looting and that instance of looting i believe led to an immersion of a new selling of 2000 like a new area of scrolls came out in 2002 um which were then sold to the museum of bible the bible which i actually posted this on our instagram those were motherfucking fake forgeries wow so looting not only like robs people of like the shit itself but then it leads to what only 20 17 years later is when they found out you know 17 years later we're finding out that people who have been using these things to reference historical aspects of their culture are actually like it's incorrect yeah and it only took 20 years for something that was fake to then be accepted as real and put in a fucking the museum a museum of the bible like damn um it's crazy (laughs) Um, so then the other aspect of that outside of quote unquote culture respect is people who like go out of their way to take art for cultural damage. Um, and you can find this all over the place, but the biggest and obviously most recent one, um, that gets referenced, not the most recent one, but the one that gets referenced a lot was the Nazis and their complete ransacking of hundreds of thousands of pieces of art that started in 1933 
and ended like at the end it didn't end until world war ii ended which in case you don't know the date off the top of your head which because i didn't was september 2nd 1945 Mm. so that's over it's 12 years of just ransacking countries of their art yeah so it started with an order of just collecting and either destroying or sending in Jewish and Freemasonic books or documents to either be studied or destroyed. Just, I don't want to say like, oh, that makes sense. But when a group of people is trying to silence another, you take their important shit and you destroy that. And that's like kind of your first breaking down of another culture. But then they opened them up to just art, all of the art. And it started with things just being taken out of the museum. And it was all things that Hitler was just like, I just don't like this. Like, this just doesn't fit my Hitler aesthetic. What a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like, I just don't think this is good. Um, Fucking Hitler. Piece of shit. So then there was like 16,000 statues and paintings and various pieces of cultural icon, like, items that were taken out and just thrown out so then a bunch of art dealers just took them all and tried to start selling them in berlin like took them across the border and were like i'm gonna sell this shit in berlin and try and make some money which like god bless them for attempting to save those important things um, but then no one wanted to buy them because the Nazis were like all up in the news shitting all over those pieces of art being like, well, they suck and they're ugly, which, you know, did, ha- this was before things had gotten incredibly violent. So yeah. people were listening and they didn't want to buy those pieces of art. So they didn't. So then the art dealers got pissed and took 5,000 pieces of art burned them outside of the Berlin fire station to try and like make a statement and it worked because then a tons of people started buying all of the art out of fear that they were just going to get burned yeah which like okay the art was sold you made your fucking money did you really have to burn 5,000 pieces of art in order to do that no. Who fucking knows what we lost in that? Like, so that's so, so many. It's absurd. Yeah. So um, by the end of it, um, the Nazis had plundered Jewish art documents and all culturally important I- items, including gold jewelry that went all the way down to the gold in their teeth. What? So they were ripping people's gold They were teeth out. ripping people's gold teeth out. Oh my god. Many of the art was then kept by the higher up levels of the Nazis. Um, in the end, hundreds of thousands of items were taken and at least 100,000 of them have not been returned to their rightful owners. Because from there, places got raided, art was taken by other people, and it's, it just ended up in this weird, vicious cycle that we then at some point put like uh weird pieces of paper with stamps and signatures on and was like well you own these now and it's like well uh, you got that from hitler so i don't know if you do own those (laughs) yeah because he didn't 
Yeah, he definitely did it. Yeah. And your stampy piece of paper doesn't really prove to me that you do. Um. (laughs) 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 Fucking stamping piece of paper. (laughs) Stamped piece of paper. So then last but not least, there are your classic, beautiful, taken paintings for money heists. These are few and far between because there are very few times where you can steal a painting from a museum and then be able to sell it. Most of the times, if you're going to be able to sell a painting you steal, it's got to be from a private collector who just has so many paintings that they didn't notice that this painting was missing, which does happen apparently all the time because the rich, the rich are disgusting. So the FBI says that there are a lot of times where paintings will get taken from private collections um, and they're not even noticed for taking, let alone reported. So those don't even go in there. So those, you know, those are instances in which you are able to steal paintings and get away with it and sell them and get away with it. Most criminals who steal paintings and sell them, that's their downfall is selling them is what gets them caught. The biggest heist that has ever happened um, in peaceful times. Huh. Very specific thing, because obviously more fucked up shit has happened in war. Yeah. The most expensive high value heists happened during times of peace was um, in 1990 at the Isabella Gardner Museum in Boston. So it was March 18th, two thieves dressed as police officers knocked on the museum door saying that they are responding to a disturbance call. The guards were like, well, they're police officers. Broke protocol and let them in. They are then tied up with their mouth tape and handcuffed and put in a separate room. The thieves then spent 81 minutes exactly stealing 13 various paintings of art. And in order to do so, they cut uh, 11 paintings out of their frames, and then the other two pieces of art were sculptures. Oh my god. They, due to the security, like, types of security that they have, they have exact, like, maps of the movements of these thieves, so they know how they went about the museum and the way in which they stole things. And when they, like, looked at that, they were like, "All right, these guys are did this well but they don't know art well because while they were like walking to the paintings that they got they passed paintings and like pieces of art that were more expensive than the ones that they took Mm. um they got away with rembrandt's only known seascape two statues and 10 other paintings um Regardless of the fact that they didn't take the most expensive paintings, they got away with $500 million worth of art. Wow. Yeah. Uh, The empty frames still sit in the museum with the cut paintings missing from them. Uh, There's a $10 million reward for information that leads to the finding of these paintings in good condition but 
2017, the Boston Globe reported that the evidence that was sent out for DNA, so like the stuff used to tie up the guards, reported missing. <gasps> it was lost. Yeah. What if it really was two cops? Oh. What if it really what? was two cops? What if it Not was? Dressed up like it. Oh yeah. my God. That would be fucking why it got crazy. Lost. That would be the only reason why it would have gotten it lost. It was an inside job. It goes all the way because to the If it was an outside job, top. like why bother? Why bother losing that evidence? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, look Ooh. at our crime mind. Put on my there. little tinfoil hat here. You should send <laughs> in a fucking tip. Ooh, I should. Um, so then, after that happened, there still, weirdly enough, wasn't a special force specifically set aside to ident- like to investigating art crimes. It was lumped in with all the other shit. Regardless yeah. of the fact that it's a four to like four to six billion dollars of shit is damaged, stolen, or lost a year, they yeah. didn't. They had no people on this. So I don't know if you guys remember this because it was in two thousand four, but it was during the Iraq U.S. War. There okay. was the um, when the U.S. invaded Baghdad. Um, the Museum of Baghdad um, in Iraq the National Museum of Iraq had to be evacuated before you know US troops advanced on the city Um, after that the museum was ransacked for 36 hours wow the staff had taken as much time as they could to store 8,366 items in a safe way to ensure that they wouldn't be stolen. But 15,000 objects were still taken. (gasps) 15,000? Things that go all the way back to like, like the book of Genesis, like crazy, some of the oldest religious artifacts. What? In history were just ransacked out of this museum. 36 hours. Um, and also during that time, the U.S. bombed a number of uninhabited archaeological sites. So not only was the museum that held all of these oh. items ransacked, but then the sites in which these items were found were just bombed and destroyed. Dude. Yeah. So, so much it, history destroyed. So much yeah. history so it was April 9th that the last of the workers left. Then 10th through the 12th, there were three separate groups of groups of thefts that just went through various aspects of the museum and just completely destroyed it. On the 12th, the staff returns to defend the museum from any future looters. Wow. And they defend the museum until U.S. forces finally come to help them Four days later. Fuck yep. that shit. I, I'm like, people can't see our faces right now, but I'm just like, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So after this, the US was like, oh shit, we done fucked up. So they created a group, a team 
the art crime team uh, that was started because of the looting and that. And their focus specifically was getting artifacts back. Um, it started with th- 13 people and now they're up to 20, which is definitely an improvement. The hardest part about it is that in order to train people for this shit, you have to know like the, it, you have to be like a Neil Caffrey of the art world. You have to know artists who did it, art history, what was used, everything about it, art business, cost. You have to just be like in that world in order to work for these people. Um, They have this really awesome group called the National Stolen Art File online where you can look through at all of the art that has been registered as stolen. Um, In order to be put in this, pieces have to cost at least $2,000 wow yeah so like it has to be like fancy schmancy shit (laughs) in order for fancy shit yeah in order for the fbi to care about it um it's got to be fancy (laughs) um and uh that's art theft (laughs) that's art theft and there's the people who study it that's art theft (laughs) Um, we really hope that you like this episode yeah was there any were there any other details about um the van gogh theft or is it because covid19 they can't no i mean with covid19 it's not like they can do anything about it you know they can't put a task force together they can't i mean people can probably one person can maybe go and investigate yeah uh, but that's not really going to do much the one thing is, is it's put a lot of eyes on museums that are empty. So other museums have upped their security measures in ways that they're capable of doing by well following guidelines put yeah. down by their various governments. That's um, so that's good. But it's, uh, it's definitely something to think about when you look back in history and see that a majority of times where art theft has happened is in times of chaos and in times of trouble or yeah. just rambunctiousness. There's a case in Stockholm uh, when the new, when the millennium was starting 1999 into 2000. Y2K. Uh, Y2K was going on. A group of burglars broke into the National Museum of Fine Arts. What? Um, or no, they, wait, where is it? Yeah, no, in Stockholm, they used fireworks to break into the fine arts um, <laughs> in order to just kind of like, you know, there's a bunch of noises going off. So yeah. Go in there and steal some shit. Wow. Like, absolutely incredible. The ultimate distraction. <laughs> yeah. And there was another group of, actually, I think I combined these. I don't know if that first one was in... That may have been a Cezanne that was taken in 1990. Yeah, no, in 1990, a Cezanne was taken in the new millennium. In 2000, in Stockholm, a group of burglars set, set off a bunch of bombs in cars all over the city. Oh, what? To distract police officers, broke into the National Museum of Fine Arts, stole a Rembrandt and two Renoirs, and took off in a fucking speedboat because the museum was <laughs> on the water. They just took off in a speedboat. Yeah, it's like a movie. <laughs> it really is like a movie. It was amazing. They all of the art was found five years later when they were trying to sell it. 
Because wow. you can't sell. That's a fucking Rembrandt yeah. and two Renoir. Yeah. Like, are you like, joking? People are gonna notice. People are yeah. gonna know. Yeah, you. That's it's too. The famous. art world talks. Yeah, that's shit's worth a lot of money. Art world talks. <laughs> Got a lot of shit to say. <sighs> yeah, they do. Both in print and in cash. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah i have a ton more cases that are all really really short so i'm probably going to be posting fun little cases just on the instagram um to keep us all entertained and Yay. then maybe i'll post some pictures of just crazy stolen art and then soon we're gonna talk about uh some like jewel theft and everything and hell yeah i might even tell y'all about this like train theft thing that happened that I found that was Y'all cool. know I used to work in like an actual jewelry store, right? No. Yes. The glass art store that I worked in was a jewelry oh, yeah. store. Oh, and shit. I had like a safe where I had to put like the jewelry up in every single night and take it out in the morning. Oh. Yep. Yep, one That's of the crazy. designers that was on the way, I don't know if we can put this in there. I'm not going to say his name, so I'm sure we can. He was on his way down there to see us, and he, all of his shit got stolen in the hotel <gasps> he stayed in, like, the day before he came to us. Oh, my God. Crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I have a jewelry heist tidbit, but I'm going to save it for a jewelry heist episode. Yeah. Because I read it in the newspaper when it was happening. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, Yeah hopefully sorry we haven't put any episodes out things have been weird we have a few recorded some of the sound was weird i'm trying to mess around with it and edit some stuff but we have some things for you guys outside of this episode and we have new things coming um, i'm sure you guys can understand that shit's just been weird and we're yeah figure out how all of this stuff is working right we now. hope that everyone is taking care of their mental health during all of this yes and if you guys ever need somebody to talk to like just reach out to us on the instagram page because we all three of us are logged in and we're here to talk if you yeah. ever need to we yeah are around i'm on animal crossing if you want to come visit my island <laughs> i will um, uh dj any dance party you need i will also dance with you yeah um but hopefully you guys are staying safe and you are taking care of yourselves um we love you guys while the museums are closed let's go rob that shit i mean nothing okay bye bye